Hello and welcome to the table where a bunch of board geeks sit down and talk about board games. I'm one of your hosts, Logan. I'm Ryan. I'm Brandon. And this is BGBG, the podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing budget board games and how to start building your collection in this expensive hobby. And trust us, there are some gems out there that won't empty your wallet. All right. But first, uh, let's talk about a game collection that I love, uh, not just for gameplay, but for uh, variety and its aesthetic. That's going to be the Dark Cities Collection by Facade Games. Each volume is priced at a reasonable $25, and there are currently five in the series. The games in the series are Salem, Tortuga, Deadwood, Bristol, and their newest edition, Hollywood. Yep, so these are kind of like, uh, the games themselves are in boxes that looks like books. Right. You put them on a shelf, they look like a book. Um, I just love that aesthetic. It's so clean, it's so nice. Uh, you can put it anywhere just as decoration, even. Right, you can kind of hide that you have it. Uh, each one, they're all kind of social deception games, each with a little different twist, and they're all set in a significant period in history. So it's, And they have some, like, education on the box, and it's based on, right. like, more real-based events for names and stuff. Um, but the, the games are Salem, uh, set in 1692, uh, standard social deception card game about the Salem witch trials. We were trying to find right. witches and who's not the witch. Right, right. Um, pretty standard, like Werewolf, Mafia. Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot like were, uh, Werewolf at Night, right? That's the game? Yeah, Werewolf yeah. at Night, Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Uh, yeah. It's pr- pretty standard game. Okay. Um, I love it. High play count. Um, they also have a Deadwood, uh, more social deduction uh, strategy game. And this one is set during the Gold Rush of 1876. Uh, players form teams to find gold, and then they must decide whether to share the loot, betray their partners, try to steal it all. Uh, multiple different team changes and like win cons type stuff going on. Right. And then you got Tortuga, set in sixteen sixty seven. It's a strategy uh, deception kind of hidden Hitler type game uh, set on a pirate ship, where you can either be a loyal crew member or mutinous pirates trying to secure as much treasure as possible. Um, there's shifting allegiances, hidden identities, hidden goals. Um, you got to strategize, and you kind of have to, like, you can choose to, like, deceive everyone and see right. which side comes out on top. Okay, okay. Um, Bristol, my personal favorite of the games, said in 1350, is like a, a racing game uh, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, set during the Black Death. So you're all trying yeah. to <laughs> yeah, you're all trying to escape the city without getting the plague. Um, but the thing okay. Is you don't know who, you, anyone could get the plague at any time. And then once you get the plague, your goal is to just get the plague to everyone. It's spread it. Um, yeah, so you can switch carts. You go from cart racing game to yeah. Plague Inc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you hop carts, so your alliances, your only allies are the people in your cart. Um, but oh, okay. You don't know if they have the plague. So you, get, you can boot them out. You can, like, push them off. Right. Stuff, or you can hopefully trust them if you don't think they have the plague. Um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, like, you can get the plague, and no one else in your cart can get the plague. But if you leave together, they all die. So it's, it's oh. like, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> like one person can kind of sabotage your cart. Um, <laughs> so that, that's why I say racing game. Um, you're trying to get out um, before getting yeah, once infected. Gets out, there's one turn for everyone to get out. Um, you're trying not to get the plague. You don't know who to trust. And right. your alliances and teams shifts based on which color cart you're in. Um, lastly, the new one, which I think we all just recently played together, Hollywood. Yeah, we played this uh, one. Yeah, oh, yes, I did play this one. 1947. Uh, it's a much lighter a social deduction game where you're trying to stop the communists from sneaking propaganda. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> I had, I had only Patriot cards. So I was like, well, I'm just going to play it for a little bit and pretend I'm a- <laughs> I told everyone. He was trying to play the good guy. Well, yeah. what's, what's funny is Perry got composer. So he could just add his little bit of chaos and be like, I'm adding whatever I yeah. want. <laughs> uh, it's very similar gameplay to the game resistance. If you've ever done it. Um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one. A fun bookcase. Like, 
container. Yeah. So that's fun. Does it have edible pieces? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Is that uh, why you like Tortuga? Uh, Tortuga doesn't have edible pieces, but it has a cool, like, playmat that comes with it that you oh, roll okay. out. And it's a little, like, oh, that's cool. track that you drag the carts along. That's, wait, Tortuga? Tortuga's the pirate one. Oh, uh, I think oh. that one also has a map. <laughs> it makes sense. He was uh, so, he's like, no, I'm thinking about Bristol. I love yeah, it so yeah. much. Bristol, Bristol, Bristol. <laughs> well, you're right. You did yeah. say Bristol was your Yeah, I, was I apologize. It's fine. Uh, the the Holly one and definitely have some edible looking pieces. They look like, uh, like they got a little statue, gummy marshmallow. I was gonna say the the whatever the thing you can give that's like the uh, yeah the, the, the tokens yeah they look edible. The, so yeah, that game is pretty good. Uh, I'll have to check some of those other ones out. Uh, a variety of strategy and seven games for twenty five apiece is a great deal. But now let's get into some games that are under twenty five and great for any collection. I would say what what makes uh, a good collection. Um, obviously, I'm going to say it's it's got to have a party game of some kind. Okay. Um, anything that has uh, a fairly high play count, um, easy to pick up, easy to get people in. Um, right, so you have more chance to play yeah, it. Yeah, uh, my, my number one game for that list. It's affordable, party game, easy to play, anyone can play. Uh, realistically, unlimited play count. Um, and that is uh, Zombie Dice. Right. I believe it's a Steve Franks game. Um, it's just a little dice holder like a Yahtzee cup, and it has a bunch of dice in it. It's like thirteen ninety nine. It's sub fifteen dollars. Yeah. Um, I bring it camping all the time, and it's you roll dice, and it's like Yahtzee rules for re rolls. Um, you're trying to get brains for points. Um, you can get shot by gunshots and three strikes. You're out rolled. Right. Um, or you can get runners, which are people who got away from you because you're the zombie. Right. You're um, so you're playing. You're playing the zombie yeah, in this game. Okay. Get away. You can choose to re roll those runners. Um, the dices are different colors, different weights of gunshots to brain ratio. Right. Um, so you can choose when to reroll, when to not. And if you get three strikes, um, you get no points for that round. Um, so really as many players as you can have because it's just keeping track of points and rolling dice. Right. Yeah, no, that seems great because like when it comes to a game like that, little setup. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a no huge, setup, I'd argue. Yeah, right. huge thing. The game kind of takes care of that for yourself. If you're going to get into this hobby, uh, which is kind of the point of this podcast yes. episode the, the starting um, of starting you know when maybe you don't want to you're not sure if you'll like the hobby you know it's good to start with little investment mm-hmm. because then if you turn around you gave it an honest try and you just say you know what i don't think this is for me um then you're not too deep in the hole yeah um, um and when it comes to setup that's one of the easiest ways to both get yourself into it and getting others where you can just bring it to a party or a gathering and just slap it down, say easy to play, roll those dice, let's see yep. who wins. Hey, I got this game. I got this game. Like, let's try it out. Yeah, it's, it's super mm-hmm. easy. And then when it comes to these cheaper board games, it's it's nice to be able to get multiple and all in one go rather mm-hmm. than investing in one big board game. Yeah. Then you can have right. So like maybe this group that you go to, it, they don't like zombie dice, but maybe they like the Bristol. And stuff like right, that. you can kind of, and I think that's also important in, in any collection, uh, whether you're just starting or whether you already have one. Um, I think quantity of games is always good. It's like new things, like a variety kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even if it's the same kind of game, like how we said, Hollywood and Resistance are almost the same gameplay. It's the theme that's different. Your secret agents or your comedy. Right, 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 right. It, uh, it the theme might hook somebody yeah. in one game where it didn't in another. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a good aspect, and just getting any games on this list that we're going to talk about is just going to be uh, generally good, uh, affordable games to add to a collection. Right, all pretty fun. Um, 
a game I had for that for like a, a cheap mm-hmm. like beginner uh, coup, which is it's by the same people who do it, resistance. It really, I didn't know that. Uh, one games. It's so it's you know your bluffing deduction game. So a lot like you know your where mm-hmm. one night werewolf those kind of things. Uh, it's engaging because it's got a lot of player interaction and rounds are really quick. And then you have to be yeah. smart about how you bluff because you know you could be like, I have I'm going to take a duke action, and now people are like. Does he have a duke? I, I, I ever want to hear you say the phrase, I'm going to take a duke. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor, poor choice of words <laughs> there. But, uh, the, I said a duke action. Wait. <laughs> I can end, more I can is not that. helping. <laughs> yeah, I, I can end that quote however I want. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I will, take, I will take that out of context, sir. Uh, yeah, Kuku is also context. a $15 game. Yeah, it's, it's, I was going to say it's super cheap for. And there's a lot of like replayability there because you're never going to really get the same two um yeah well i've played that before yeah we've I, we've played um, that as a group yeah, yeah i would not say the pieces are delectable though but if i did <laughs> have to say something that had delectableness to it it's another party game it's going to be sushi go mm. um specifically the party version um last time i looked it up it was at 21.99 for msrp um but you can slam two to eight people at that table um, very easy, easy to play. It's a card drafting format, um, kind of like a set collection. Oh, I don't know what's compared to like a goldfish or something. Um, yeah, yeah, go because so, I've not played it, but I've seen it. You're gonna want cards so. of kind. Yes, and, and so, they're all adorable little. They, they are right. food, right? It's sushi based, um, and they did a great job on the art. It's been printed several times now in the years, and every time I think the art looks incredible. It's got a tasteful amount of cheeviness to it, mm-hmm. but also not like too deterring. Childish. Yeah, it's not too childish, not deterring from the gameplay, um, but. It, it, it's just great because it's easy to learn. Um, you're going to take cards in your hand, pick your favorite, set it down, and pass the cards to the next person. And you're just going to do that till you get some points tallied at the end, and you're going to see who did best. Um, there are different versions of it, but if I were to recommend for a starting off, especially for the price, you're going to want to go with just a normal Sushi Go. Mm-hmm. Sushi Go party if you can. Yeah. Um, I'd wager for people who who have a smaller play group, sushi going the standard would be better. Right. If you play with more people, I think the the party is is well. The fine. party's nice in a way because it has the number system that mm-hmm. some and people use. And it has a use. board that it comes with to to count on. Does it? Yes. I don't recall that. The one I have has a board. It's been no. printed so much. I might just have a different. <laughs> that doesn't have it. But, yeah. But uh, my edition has numbers on the side, so like it'll tell you like if you've only got four or less players only include this mm-hmm. number of cards um so that, that way it's like that's why i recommend the party version mm-hmm. because you have the option to play with additional yeah, people but you don't have to but you don't have to right you'll the game will allow you the ability to pull cards out and get it down to a normal size um but if you do want to save a few more dollars i'm sure getting the standard version can save you a little bit there great game easy to learn and it's got great replayability mm-hmm uh, I mean, going off that, uh, another great, it's not really, it is a party game, it has a, it has a fairly high play count, um, but it's a team game, uh, that's going to be Codenames, uh, there's a lot of different versions out there, it's a $20 game, uh, there's the standard, there's Duet, which is more heavily team based, um, there's a Harry Potter edition, there's a Disney edition, Dang. Marvel edition, um, how it works is you're on a team, 
and there's a bunch of words on the playing field. Right. And you have like a grid that you see which words you have to get someone to guess. Um, the goal is you can only say one word. So you're trying to say a word that makes them guess multiple words that you have to have them guess um, without guessing the wrong ones. Um, so it's going to be like five words on the field. You want to guess two of them, and you give them one word and hope that they figure out what you're trying to oh, get okay, to. Okay. I think I played when I was young. That's like the opposite of that, where you've got like people's faces. Oh, uh Guess who? I, yeah, <laughs> guess who? Yeah, because the idea is like, you're like, who? oh, are you literally talking about guess? Yeah, it's like, oh, no, are you? Yeah, 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 I am, I am. That's correct. You remember what the name was? Yeah, it's guess who? No, I had to guess. Like, I didn't know. Um, no, genuinely, I didn't know. And mm-hmm. like, I played that with my sister sometimes, and it's just giving me big guess who vibes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's slightly different, it of course. Yeah, it's, it's words. And there's, okay. there's one card that if they guess that one, uh, game over. Uh, it's like the assassin card, or it has different themes and different ones. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so there's like a, an end game where you really don't want them to guess this word. And all the words are kind of similar, so you can do a stretch, but it's great because you can do like inside jokes. You can like, you know me, you'll know what I'm thinking. Type right. Stuff. And it's a great, it's a team game. Um, so you can add that to your collection. You don't have just like fighting other people, you have joining up and fighting it's other like, people. It's like, yeah, it's like trying to actually like do it as a team. Uh, speaking of a game with like a lot of versions, Flux. So Flux is a card game. You know, uh, the rules are never really same from game to game. You have your start, like your base rules, and then throughout the game, though, you can play cards that adjust that. So instead of playing like one thing a turn, you can play everything or play everything but one. You know, draw four cards. They, yeah, and the versions are all nice because yep. they each add a unique twist. Like, yep. Yes. Uh, my favorite being zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I love the Batman one. I love Jumanji Flux. Jumanji's Jumanji. You know, I recently found out my Batman one's out of print and is like $50. I'm like, okay, that's fun. Uh, yeah, right, the box is rough. It's like you just find like, oh, this card, like I I was digging through my lands and it's like, oh, this card, yeah, it's a $20 land. Now. And I'm like, why? When you were first starting building stuff, Ryan's like, hey, do you have, you're like, this card's this much. I'm like, I have one of those. I'm just laying around. I'm not using it. You want it? Yeah, like, uh, I was digging through my lands and I had a $17 land because at the time when I pulled it, it was only like a $5 land and so i just put it with the rest of my lands and i'm like this needs to go into sleep this needs to be protected at all costs i'm not buying this again Uh, but so there are a ton of different like thematics uh, flux and also different gameplay purposes yep because uh, the, there's there's like a flux dice I found out recently, yeah. Because because my sister asked, like, is there an anime version? There's not. Unfortunate. I was so That's I was like crazy. Yeah, right. I, she's I'm like, oh yeah, totally. I can find you. They have Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a space one, uh, zombie. Yeah. But there's a flux for you. Wonderland, yeah, they're standard Star Trek, Star Wars. The drinking one's particularly interesting because it is a outside of game. Action um, actually like building. Yeah, cocktails. so you're you're oh. developing cocktails with ingredients. Um, obviously, don't buy this game if you're under twenty. Not having ex- exposed like the uh, not exposable. You have to have money for alcohol. Yeah, you have to, oh. you have, to have money. To I was going. The, I was going, you going the responsible route. The <laughs> no wonder ate drinking. Um, <laughs> but yes, also if you're not able to drink, do not buy that game. Mm. Uh, uh, you can have fun with it, but don't play it. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just. Each version is just so slightly different, yeah. but so able to be understood. Yep. Uh, and each version's about $16. That's why MSRP is, of course, if it's out of yeah. print, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I Like, I didn't know. I bought it way back when, like 2015, 2016. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's a flux for you. It's, it's, yeah, there's a flux for everyone. And it's always fun because, like, no two games of flux are the same. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will also say Flux also has, it's one of the, the few games out there that has a free-to-play app version. Really? Um, so if you want, you can try it out with a couple of friends on your phone or with some randos. It, a good, online. like, it's like, hey, I want to, well, it's, it's a great way to test out the game before you buy a physical yeah. copy kind of thing. That's great. I love that. Yeah, so it, it's, like I said, it's never going to be the same. The rules are fairly easy to understand. It's yep. draw a card, play a card, and then the card you play may change the rules. One of my favorite things about Flux Batman is I found an infinite combo. Yeah, and now everyone. Yeah, I'm not allowed to play that. Like, if they ever get any half of the piece, they yeah. do their best to make sure it never yeah. winds up in my hands. <laughs> I, I just love the zombie Flux. I haven't played it in so long. It's hard for me to remember particular cards from it. Mm-hmm. But for its price value... Well, Flux is just free. so... Wasn't your zombie Flux free? Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> what I'm saying, though. Like, MSRP. Yeah, like um, trying to get you it. You are correct. Someone left it. I swear it was this one particular person. Because I, in my brain, I'm like, this person's the one that brought it that day. And they adamantly, for four years, Said told no. me it is not their game. And I was, I was persistent. Because <laughs> I, I knew, in my hearts of hearts, that it was him. Mm-hmm. And but he refused no. it. And then once he moved away, I was like, well, there's nothing else I can do. I did everything in my power. So now it's on my shelf. I'm very happy about that because it was out of print. It got out of print in like 2004. So it was pretty high in price. Yeah, Flux is from the 90s. Yeah, I didn't know it was that old. Mm-hmm. That was crazy to me. Um, but for games that have multiple versions that mm-hmm. each person can get one that they like, um, I have to say Tiny Epic. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures on my board shelf um, board game shelf is just the tiny epic series the most popular one is going to be defenders um okay. that one's just the iconic i think it was its best selling for the longest kind of like their flagship one yeah their flagship um uh, version and it, as far as i know it's the only one that got an expansion to it um but oh, okay. they're they're gonna run each version is gonna be different i would say under 25 most of the time um, easy under twenty five, and these are not like uh, you can merge them together. They're all they're all standalone no. games yes. under the same brand umbrella. Type that situation. is correct. Okay. Uh, I, Flux, I believe you can smash together, but I would not recommend. Uh, it depends on the version. I think uh, yeah. like the Star Trek ones can be smashed together. I think for the sure. Marvel and uh, Jumanji one yeah, can be smashed together because they were printed in the same era, like Wave yeah. sort of thing. Uh, we played was the robot. The mech one yes, we played so is what from this line? Okay, okay. So Tiny Epic is more of a brand. Um, it's a Meeples game. Um, gotcha. I love Meeples. And each game is so distinctly different. Um, so Defenders is you've got a map that you're navigating, and the theme of the whole game is you can't be everywhere at once. So it's how to make sure that your kingdom is being taken care of because you're the knights of the realm and you're competing for who's like the best knight that's going to be crowned by the king um, by doing the most task and being the most helpful. But his his territory is so vast that you physically can't solve every issue. Right. And so you're trying your best, like if there's a wildfire, if there's a, a bandit problem, stuff like that. It, it, it can just be... So, Hard at times. so it makes you go, okay, what's the bigger threat and what can I respond to right, the, the best? Right, the expansion builds upon those threats okay. particularly. Um, and then you take something else from the Tiny Epic series. Uh, I have two other ones, and that is the Western and the Mech one. The Western one plays Yeehaw like poker. Um, say it? Yeehaw Robots. Yeehaw yeah. Robots, yes. Time-honored uh, tradition. Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens. Um, so the Western one plays as a two-hand poker game. 
I haven't really got to play it much. There's not a lot. At the time, I was trying to play it. There wasn't a lot of videos online explaining it. So it was really hard for me to kind of understand the rule set. So that one's been on my shelf for a very long time. Um, but the mech one, as Brandon was saying, um, we have been able to play. Super fun. What I find particularly interesting about these part these games is that the meeples will have uh, printed weapons and gear, and it'll be accurate to the art that's on the card. And so in the okay. mech one, you can get weapons, and those weapons will match the art on the card. And so you're actually suiting up your mech. And it has, like, a certain feeling to it. Like, it's got mm-hmm. weight. The things you're doing have weight. And then there's a mech for your mech. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, there's mech a mech exception. <laughs> yeah. I love that part of the game. When you get the big, big mech, you're like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that, is that the robot one also, sub-25? Should be. Um, so, so they're going to fluctuate. It's mm-hmm. uh, they're, I believe the best place to get them are going to be Amazon. And due to that, it's just based on the price that people are selling. Yeah, I mean, that, that segues into, I think, a good game I want to talk about. Um, just because I feel like not a lot of cheap games have good parts like meeples. Um, and this game you're talking about, Sub-25, has great meeples in it. Yeah, um, which delectable. Is, yeah, uh, and that's a that's a good part of games is having the pieces. Like we talked about some dice and card games, um, but a lot of the bigger big name games that people know. Do you, um, you know how much money people would say if instead of doing like the like marshmallow chickens, they did marshmallow meeples? Yeah. Okay. See. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to de- I didn't mean to derail you, but <laughs> yeah. But like you know, that's that's a big thing, and there there are a lot of big name games out there um, that you probably can't get or you don't want to invest in because. Why get why get one forty sixty dollar game when you can get a couple, like two or three games, and just right. have a, a broader collection? And I think right, um, it, it appeals to a wider audience as well. Right, you're not yeah. playing your games for yourself. Yeah, you're gonna have to have people play with you. Um, but that makes me want to bring yep. up uh, Ticket to Ride. Uh, there's a New York and a London edition and a couple other. Um, they're smaller boxes. They're they're not like expansions. They're kind of standard yeah, because they're different than the main um, game itself. Yeah, and, and they're just smaller maps, but it's it's the same game concept and gameplay as Ticket to Ride, a very popular and iconic game, uh, a pretty big staple. Um, it's normally like sixty bucks, but these ones are, are twenty. Yeah, and they're just they're just smaller box games. Yeah, because I I've played the traditional the the big version right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, that was my question. Like, yeah, how different? Like there's a American Europe, and it's like a big map. Yeah, it, it's the entire continental yeah, United States. Are much smaller. Okay. Um, do do they play quicker? Uh, Would you yeah, say? fairly quicker because there's okay. just generally less trains. Um, uh, I don't know if um, I don't think you can combine them with the main game. You might be able to, uh, but but there's there's a few. Different yeah, ones yeah, yeah. They're all like twenty bucks, so it's like. It's not the main name game. You're not going to see it in, like, Walmart when you go. But if you look right. for it online, you can find it. Oh, can it's I just say great, great Barnes & Noble. If you have one in your area, it's yep. a great resource. You'll mm-hmm. have a lot of games that are funded on Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Target, especially. Target Target on holidays. Nobody goes. But Target on holidays, board games like buy one, get one, or they're all 50% off. And no one realizes. No one goes to Target for board games, yep. but they're all on sale. Target and Barnes and Noble. I don't know why. I don't know who in corporate does it, but they snatch up these mm-hmm. newer niche board games, and that's the best place. Um, that's where I got games like Chameleon, which should be sub twenty five. Um, and then at the time, there was a game that nobody in my group knew of. Nobody online that I watched played called Fun Employed. It was $25 at that time. I love this one. What makes it perfect for this particular video. (laughs) It is no longer sold. Super sad. Um, But 
it it's going to showcase a point of I took a gamble. I looked at a game I did not want to buy a game that I knew but was expensive. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, I could have got Terraforming Mars that day, that's but that's old. like a fifty dollar yeah. game or more. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we yeah. I couldn't justify that purchase. I wasn't sure if I would have people to play with. This right. early in my college days, so I didn't quite have a friend group yet. But I took a gamble on this game called Fun Employed. And I have to say, it's one of my most popular games on my shelf. Um, I try to carry it with me at all times. Yep. I carry it in every bag. It's quite wore down now. Super. It's, it's been, um, it's seen some bottom, days. So it's a square or it's a rectangular package and it's made of cardboard. And the bottom like rectangle of that has slowly eroded away. And now I'm trying <laughs> to have no bottom to this anymore to hold the cards. Um, so I'm going to have to make a new package, but super easy to mm-hmm. play. Like cheap and just pick up and go, drop and leave. You know, great for a beginner. And so sometimes you don't have to look at the reviews necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's always great. You want to be a great consumer. You want to make sure you're buying things. But if you see a game and it genuinely piques your interest and you're just curious, buy it. Yeah. If you have the money and you're just wanting to be the person Mm -hmm. to fund that game. Yep. You know, because that's what happened with Fun Employed. I'm sure if more people knew about it, it would still be published today. Yeah. But – I, it just didn't sell well, and mm. so it's not. It didn't like reach its audience like it was supposed to, kind of right. thing. Right? Yeah. And because I think at the time when it was being printed is when Cards Against Humanity really blew up. Yeah, and that's I think unfortunate. All the target audience of like teenagers who would have fun with this game or college age were kids, playing cards. They were playing Cards Against Humanity and buying all the Cards Against yeah. Humanity expansions, which were equally priced mm. you know they were both yeah small it's... box easy to play games that had a fair price to them mm. that isn't too expensive yeah um and fun employed just wasn't able to jump on that yeah super sad um i will say um a game i backed on kickstarter i backed uh, i didn't know anything about it but i knew the creators of the game not personally, right but right. a game i played uh, from unstable games uh here to slay uh, I paid an outrageous amount of money for the <laughs> Kickstarter exclusive uh, deluxe edition. So you did not pay MSRP. Uh, no, but it's, it's a twenty dollars game. Right. Um, it's really fun. All the unstable games are are fairly. Cheap. Uh, my favorite's like Unstable Unicorns. Yeah, unstable I really unicorns, like Unstable Unicorns. Uh, Llamas Unleashed. Uh, Is Casting Shadows. I have. I have great all of them. stories. With, I have all uh, of the expansions. I love unstable games. They're great. I want to say it was the, games. the llamas specifically. Yes. Um. I was playing yeah, I re- I love with this. Brandon and some of his friends, mm-hmm. and one of his friends brought Llamas Unleashed um, as a – oh, did they bring Llamas Unleashed? Actually, it might have been Unstable No, Unicorns. it was Unstable Unicorns. But they're like, oh, I have this uh, – so it was uh, one of our friends, uh, significant at the time, she brought it. And she's like, oh, I want to play this game with y'all. And she – Put it out, and the entire girl went, oh, cool, it's magic, like, awesome. And then proceeded Instantly knew. <laughs> immediately. And so one of the things in that game was detriment cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. you had a battle state, which was your stable, yep. and you want to put your upgrades. Yep. And you want to put upgrades there that will make you better. But then there's also detrimental cards that you want to give to other players. Yep. And I was kind of snowballing. I, I was just about <laughs> yeah. to win, And I didn't want the game to be over. So, so you, I said, <laughs> I love this. is there any rule that says I can't put this on myself? Because I had to do an action. But the other cards in my hand would cause me to win or get like just that close. You, to you're win. so close. It's going to be hard so for like, somebody. I don't want to do that. I want to give people a chance to try to like get rid of my unicorns or hand mm. disrupt me or something. And so I was like, is there anything in the rules that say that I can't attach <laughs> it to myself? And she was like, 
No. <laughs> she checked just, the rule book on you. No, she it like, doesn't say I said that. I'm going to attach it to myself. She had a fit. <laughs> she was, did not like she said, that's not how it's supposed to be played. I was like, but it doesn't say I can't. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I can still do this. Uh, she was so mad. She was irrationally mad. At yeah. Like, all, all the Unstable games, I love them. They've got great art. They're all super cute. they got cute little animals in them. Uh, they're great family games. They're all yeah. easy to learn, all fairly cheap. Uh, Unstable Unicorns, there's a ton of expansion. It's a nice, like, it's a good entry-level thing, and then it's, yet again, the thing I love about yeah, games. if you like it, you can invest more. Yep. Both and into I the think, company and your experience. I think that's a key experience. part of any, any board game collection, especially when you're starting, is games that have expansions that you can expand upon. This is, uh, um, this is why I recommend King of Tokyo. It's not yeah. a budget game, but it's, yet again, it's that... I can adjust mm-hmm. the dials with the expansions however yeah. I see fit. And like, it's like or like my playgroup sees mm-hmm. sees fit. There we yeah, go. I'd say two of the, the bigger names in games would be like Ticket to Ride and Sellers of Catan. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sellers of Catan, it's it's an expensive game. It is not cheap. It is an investment. Because isn't the base has, game sixty by yeah, itself? Base yeah. Game is sixty and it's only four players. And then it's like then expansions yeah, on top of that. You get the five six player expansion. You can get the seafarer oh. expansion. The five six player seafarer. Oh my gosh! Um, the knights and cities expansion. There's so many expansions. It becomes such a different game, and you can like mix and match and choose. Um, it, it is expensive, uh, but once you get it, there's just so much build opportunity. With right. It. Uh, kind of a game. So back to more like a basic game, I would say. Uh, Clue's a great one. Love Clue. Ooh, and Clue has so many versions. If you so like Harry Potter. Yep. So yep. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing in Flux. There is a clue for you. Yeah. Uh, he's And then all the clues play differently. Because like you said in the Harry Potter one, I think we talked about this a while back. Yeah. Uh, people I, can I die. a lot because I'm, I'm good. I yeah. a lot of stuff down. My family loves Harry Potter because you can die. You can RNG yep. be killed in the game. Before you can even, and, yeah. you know. And, of course, my RNG, I get killed. Yeah. I win anymore. Yep. And they're all excited. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a deduction board game. It's pretty you know simple. It's, you know, figure out who, with the, the evidence available to you, figure out who committed the crime. And there's a movie. Yeah, there is. Alternate a, endings. <laughs> um, I think Clue is a great segue into what I want to talk about here. Um, don't be afraid to start your collection with some classics. Yeah. By all like means, that's fair. Clue, buy different versions of Clue. If you like Clue, so for me, how I, I, last episode I talked about how Hasbro. Uh, well, Mattel, Hasbro. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's Uno. I just like Uno. Yep. Uh, you know, it's not even like, oh, I want to play Uno every day. Every time I go, I want to play a game session of Uno. No, I just something about Uno. I just genuinely um, enjoy. That's that's phase ten for my mom. She loves it yeah. to the point like she's been accused of being cheating. It's like no, she's just that good. Yeah. So don't be afraid to like a commonplace Cl- classic game. Classic game, mm-hmm. you know, especially because a lot of them you can get cheaper. So if you want to start mm-hmm. something and start introducing a friend group to the yeah. idea of spending time sitting down, uh, you can. On your phone, talking yeah, computer. it's that thing of it's like. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like Clue or Uno, it's like well, a lot of people would have interacted it mm-hmm. with it already and like, yeah, I'll play a game. I, I yeah, used to play this as a kid. You can use that as a warm-up. Mm-hmm. You, if you bought another game that you want to play that night, you can sit <laughs> everyone down, get them in the environment to enjoy Uno, something mm-hmm. they are familiar with, and then branch off into other things. Yeah. If, if Don't ever feel ashamed of a board game that you just enjoy. Start with Uno, then go to Terraforming Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're stepping stones, right? It, yeah. it, I don't want anyone to feel like they should have to buy any game that we list just because yeah. we list them and they're a good oh, deal. Yeah. If you like 
even if you Trouble. like sorry yeah solitaire like if you want to start yeah. with like a nice deck of cards yeah there are games you can play with decks of cards but you can also you just just a deck of cards yeah um, i used but, to have a book about that yeah. it was really cool oh, that, that sounds like a great book oh, i gotta find You'll it have to link it to me sometime. <laughs> I, I i had it it was a physical copy and i lost my we're in the digital age old man <laughs> you gotta get me a link i like physical copies i dial on this hill like my dnd books have to be physical if somebody uh, sends audiobook trophies i understand yeah yeah it's like <laughs> yeah pretty much it is i have a whole uh, if you go to my house there's like four bookshelves just because when i go my garage shelves have board games on them well see when i go to garage sales people are always selling their old books and i'll be like well, how much i'm gonna what interject do you mean right here garage sales great place i was i was gonna use that as my little segue <laughs> oh, I stole it from <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's, I've, I've write that down write that down i've uh, never seen a goodwill without a sorry in it yeah or a battleship uh, like, battleship huge love battleship. i actually picked up a version of battleship for six dollars uh like two weeks ago that's battleship in space Ooh. i say let's break pieces? those two topics up i want to do yard sales first okay because i guess antique yeah yeah okay because then we can yard selling like gary v <laughs> yes so um a lot of my games because like i like i said i started with uno so i'd go yard selling to see if yeah. people had weird unos and that led me into games like uh quatimos you know it's dominoes, yeah i get you i get you but uh, it's squares and then like trianimos um <laughs> uh, but you're gonna find games that lower than msrp they're used and you're going to have to start gauging, is this game in good enough condition that it's probably going to have, like, right. all the pieces, mm -hmm. all the cards? And, and I'd argue garage sales, they usually have all the pieces, because if they didn't, they, they just throw it, it away. Goodwill. Or they, yeah, 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 I can tell, I can confirm if, if they that. they want to check for the pieces, or they know pieces are missing, they'll probably just send it off for free. <laughs> That's why. And some games, you can just buy the pieces the replacement like without all of them like battleship you can be missing pegs it doesn't really matter yeah you don't, you don't need, need all to fill the whole board if you're missing a, a ship just make it even yeah yeah just, i mean we have 3d printing technology now um you may not know someone with a 3d printer but i'm sure someone out there right the 3d printer be willing to print you like a piece yeah yeah game. um yeah i say i think i got my copy of risk from a from a, I a board game i definitely got risk i don't think i've know anyone who's paying msrp for risk yeah <laughs> yeah well, it, all of my copies have been secondhand I don't, I don't think it's even being sold at msrp anymore yeah it's just that's a whole bunch of <laughs> about um when they make like third edition um, yeah. trail on the hill because people are going to have the second edition but it's not compatible for people in the future yeah, yeah. um whereas like risk like tale is all this time Everyone's played it. Everyone yep. has it in some capacity. Like someone you, has seen it on a board shelf in some so family member's home. I have so my first version of Risk was it didn't have like the people that had just like the obscure like triangle looking things. Yes, I, I know that one. Like cubes. So and then when I moved to the one that had the uh, when I moved to the version that had like little horses and people, it caused a stir in my group. My brother hated. He's like, I liked the little like obscure like retro design. <laughs> it's like you're playing like a nineties. Yeah, he's, sim. yeah. He's like, I don't. He's like, what do you mean? I liked this design. It looked. It was weird, but yeah. this is what I want. Uh, oh yeah. So yard sale is huge. Um, it's another part of that. Don't be ashamed. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to buy a new game if you just want to enjoy a hobby. Yeah, I mean, the best way is to get it from someone who also enjoyed. Um, but if you would like to go into the Goodwill now, you know, uh, both of you. Know, Brandon is a lot more. So, so I, I, so that's where I got my copy of King of Tokyo. I got it for 10 bucks. I don't, I think it's one of your favorite games. It's, it's, it's like uh, a 25, $30 game. And yeah, I think I've mentioned it multiple times when I'm talking board games, I talk King of Tokyo. I love it a lot because I bought the base game and then for all the expansions, like, you know, uh, yeah. 
I picked up Villainous and one of its expansions for $10 a piece. I got the Battleship game for 5 I almost got Pandemic, but somebody had just put... In one po- of the super... Impl- oh, no. It was just a box. It was just a box. <laughs> uh, seven Wonders, Age yes. of Wonders, whatever it's called, was missing an important card, so I couldn't oh. buy... And it was... Everything was there except for that one card. And to buy the replacement cards <laughs> in particular? Because when I... The cost of the game. When so. I find games like that, I'll... Uh, send them Ryan like hey you know because if it's a game I don't know I'll be like yeah. it's like hey is this one worth picking up for this and you know and you know Ryan uh, I got a it's a Godzilla game it's like got Godzilla figures oh, okay. yeah uh, let's, oh yeah, yeah. I got that game yeah yeah, yeah 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 you showed me that game and then I got that game because I enjoyed it so much yep. but you got it at MSRP uh, no I think I got it on a clearance sale on uh, I thought you got it for your birthday from your roommates it was something like that. I, you, I definitely did not. Pay yeah, it was like uh, I got Car Wars, which is a kind we of played that one yet. We need to. It's fun. My mom. It's another one that my mom loves. Mm-hmm. She's also very good at like annoying levels. Good at because okay. <laughs> I have bad luck. There was a game where she drew a bunch of lasers and I had no armor. She just mm-hmm. shredded my car. I'm like, okay, I'll just sit over here. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I mean, that what Ryan just said about the thing. I, I don't think I've ever really paid MSRP for a game. Um, you, you, I, I save up and I wait because holiday season comes around. You get Prime the two. Day yep, yep. Around, back to school comes around. Things your, go on sale. Your local LGS is going to be doing that. Your targets. Yeah. Barnes and Noble. Walmart even sometimes. Walmart, Walmart is huge because what's going to happen at a Walmart? Okay. No uh, one buys folks, the game. Folks. <laughs> Your Walmart shelves are going to fill up with these games. And some get bought, some don't. And then what's going to happen is the conglomerate is going to say, we need to move rolling them. out these games. And we're going to put these new games on the shelf that are possibly going to sell better. Yep. That's when you grab them. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be 50% off, 70% off. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the same condition, great game, and it's just people passed it up. Yep. Or they yep. just didn't get sold in time. Yeah, I got yeah. the third edition of Betrayal. I already own Betrayal. Why would right. I get the third edition? It was 60% off at our local Walmart. Oh, yeah. I got uh, Pandemic for $7. Yeah, it's insane. That is an uh, insane. For anyone not aware, I don't know the MSRP at the moment, but that was a huge, huge any, That's Any game under $10 is pretty good. one as good as Pandemic. You're, you're doing really good there, yeah. I'm trying to think if I've picked up anything from Walmart like that. In the clearance house, I always put them in the back so you don't see them. Yeah, yeah. That's you got to scrounge around. Listen, I'm a thrifter. I love garage sales and <laughs> yeah. like antique stores. So I'm already, hey, I'm like. penny, man. Yeah. That's, it's that's not much more than a penny. Like, why pay $80 for a great game when you could get it on sale mm-hmm. and get a bunch of other games? For but yeah. It's because uh, there's a local antique shop in Clovis. Thrift stores. In the U.S. And, but I'm, fr- I'm really, like, really good friends with the guy. So I always get, like, a discount on things. Uh because like, not a board game, but he had a poncho I wanted for like mm. two fifty. I got it for one hundred and ninety. So I was like, "That's a lot for a poncho." It's it will. So it's a. It's authentic. It's authentic okay. wool. I'll I'll bring. I'm going. It is like what you would see in like a traditional western. western yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I I love my westerns, and it's like I saw a poncho. I'm like, I have to buy this. <laughs> It's the only thing that made camping bearable for this. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, like. And on that camping trip, I brought board games. Yeah, yeah, we brought. Great for camping, great for travel. There are a lot of travel games. Yeah, they don't expire. They only Mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. You can just bring them along. Uh, Speaking of westerns, uh, Bang. Oh, Bang. Several versions you can buy. Um, Both should be 
relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the dice version. Um, it's, it's dice or a card version. Correct? That's correct. Um, I prefer the dice one because it plays like Yahtzee, and that's very easy to convey. We yeah. played this one, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. This it's is the one, one of those games that, like Logan said, it's great to have a game that has upward mobility. It's got mm. expansions to add. It's got expansions that change how the game is played. Because we played the zombie one, that's why I yep. I probably insisted yes. we play this one. Because I I was like, oh, it's a Western game. Can we play? Can we play the Western game, please? So, <laughs> so the dice one's going to play a lot like Yahtzee. Yeah. You're going to uh, roll a set of five die. And depending on what face is up will be what they do. So mm-hmm. you can get health, you can damage other players. And then an added detail is that each character you play, which is going to be a, a riff of a famous Western person. Mm-hmm. So like yep. it won't quite be Billy the Kid. It'll be something similar. Legally distinct Billy the Kid. Yes. <laughs> uh, Willie the Toddler or something. I think some of the DLCs, they actually did get the licensing, but you have to get it from the families because they were real life yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to contact those families if any are alive. And say, can we use this? Right. Um, but great game, easy to explain because it plays like Yahtzee. Most people have played Yahtzee. You can just say you're going to re-roll three times, take what you have. It's uh, it shares enough like game board DNA with something else. You can kind of like, okay, here's the basis, here's where it differentiates. And I, I think that's another great way when you build a collection to be able to say this game is like this X, game yep. to get people who have played that game to instantly know how to play. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. great. Yeah, it's a. Because uh, it gets if you want to teach King Tug, you say it's like Bang. Yeah. You're like okay, I understand. And then they hear some new rules though. Yeah, because uh, my mom loves like plays lots of Yahtzee and like Farkle, yeah. which is another dice game in the same I vein. Farkle in years. Perry, we used to play online at work. We played. Yeah. We played a lot of Farkle. Like Perry and I had a little like portable one we'd play on the bus going home. Yeah, so we played a lot. Uh, but I explained to her it's like it's a lot like this, and she went okay. And from there, she's like, oh, I love this game. And it's like, well, there's expansions. And I bought the Evolutions, and we played that. Mm-hmm. And she loved it so much, she bought the rest of the expansions for Christmas for me. <laughs> she, for you. Yeah, for, yeah, for me. And it was like... She's like, here you. It's so like playing this when. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I already pre-opened it for you. <laughs> <laughs> we played. We played Kikitoyo for like a month straight after that. So I think you're still playing it. Yeah, no, I played it. Yeah, like I played it Sunday. Just the other week. Yeah, yeah I played it Sunday. Um, I will say a travel game I love, uh, pretty cheap. Um, I, I play it all the time. Uh, love letters. Okay. Uh, it's Fifteen. It's like ten to twelve, thirteen bucks depending when you get it. Uh, I, I bring it literally everywhere. It's, uh, it's just like always in my bag because it's kind of compact kind of yeah, thing. It has its own little like velvet pouch. It has some tokens that look like candy. Um, <laughs> and you, can, you, you can use those to track it's points. It's five at least on yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> Token, uh, uh, Logan's like check check that Which box. Like, well, awesome. Like sprees, if you know what those are. I don't think um, I do. Yes, that's they look just like sprees. Um, have yeah, hold on. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna look this up for us, Ryan. I got um, it. Yeah, so they look like sprees, and you can play with the point tokens. It's a nice added like deluxe feature, but you okay. have to. You can play for fun, play for points. Okay. Um, there's a there's an app. I oh think you have God. to pay for it. I know um, this candy. Let me. See. <laughs> uh, there's an app you can pay for. Oh, it I've never seen these as well. Um, you do have to pay for the app. Okay, uh, but but I, I bring the cards everywhere. It's really simple, really easy to pick up. Um, you have cards. They do actions. Um, you do the actions. Okay, okay. Um, the goal is to, you cannot get rid of the princess card, um, and whoever ends up winning for the whatever means wins. Um, you can win by, you can pair values, whoever has the highest card wins, princess is the highest card. Right, okay, okay. If you are forced to get rid of the princess, you lose. Um, stuff like that to get people eliminated. Um, okay, so you like take people out yeah. of the game. Yeah. I see, and I see. there's other ways to get points during the game, but it's generally just, it's really fun, really quick, really easy to pick up. Uh, yeah. I bring it everywhere. I... I've 
I've heard of Love Lever, but I've never played Love and Lever. It is up to six players. It used oh, okay. to be only four, I think, and there was a deluxe version that had six. That, like, let's you add the, the standard extra. is six, and there's a deluxe version in a box that has some other features. Unless you play like um, eight or something. I only have the new standard one, which is six players. Okay, gotcha. okay. Which six is like six is just kind of like the number you. Yeah. It's like I think for like groups, I generally like four to six people is like yeah. where I want to be, and that's for D and D board games, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I always question a game when it's max four players. So I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I have five people here who want to play all the time. <laughs> that's rough. Our group all the time. Yeah, it's like you got to kind of like take the L and just mm-hmm. sit out, you know, because you have the game. You'll get the option. Yep. So like you almost want to like put the other people first, mm-hmm. um, which stinks if it's a game you really enjoy like, or oh. that you really wanted to play that. Night. Yep. Yeah. That's rough. Um, but it's. It's an expensive hobby. It can be. It can be an expensive hobby, especially if you're turning around, getting new games because you want to yeah. experience new, experience new, experience new. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, there are definitely ways to say, like I said, garage selling, going just, to go to well. Yeah, just um, – and then finding finding the ones that are cheap and being – like you yeah. can start with your baseline, you know, Unos and, and all that. Ticket Tread London, and if you love it. Buy the more expensive ticket to run. Yeah. It's, buy, buy the American and the European version. Yeah. Like, uh, start small and then go bigger. Start small, get the expansion. Yep. Um, another thing, don't be ashamed. Ask for gifts. Um, people, like, if it's Christmas come around, just let, just, don't, don't drop it. Just let me like, hey, I really like this game. Could you maybe, it's expensive. Yep. Maybe, like, you and uncle and whatever can all go in together. Maybe, like, both these siblings yeah, or it's like, together. It's like, or it's like your birthday's coming, like. I don't want anything crazy. It's like, but I would like yeah. if you can, you know, get me this game. You know, yeah, this game is like sixty bucks. Um, I can't. I'm not gonna pay for that. I don't have that money. I don't want any of you to just drop that for me. So if like two people want to go in thirty bucks each and get that game, yeah. that be, and that's you know, if you that to get more expensive games. As well. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. It just and that's and you can just start from there and then work your way to the you know the more expensive crazy stuff i feel like it's not as bad as it used to be you know a lot of people when i was growing up board games were like uh like uh not a niche but like a uh, why would i waste my time on that yeah like yeah maybe niche is the word but it's like i think it's the the rise of technology was happening around the same time when you were in high school even when i was in high school you know, technologies were kind of popping off. So I was like, why play a board game when I can try the new video game? Right. And right. part of it was everyone was on the move because you had mm-hmm. cell phones, you had internet yep. with you now. Yeah. Because uh, when I was growing up, and this is going to date me, um, when I was initially starting to go through getting on the friend group and all that, it was flip phones. You know, no one had games on their phone. You know, you got games mm-hmm. on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, none of that. It was as you go, like you sat down and you joined each, other, each other's company. You know, it was land party Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I lived out in the country, <laughs> so a little a little town of like there's probably like a hundred people max for a long time, and that was it. Yeah, we just that's why I played a lot of like the more like traditional board games. Like, well, we've got nothing yeah. to do, and we're in the middle of nowhere. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> so don't be ashamed if you enjoy any hobby in life. Oh you yeah, know, if it's board games, if it's card games. TGCs because you have a lot of money for cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> um, certain shows. You know, if you genuinely enjoy something and you're confident in the ability to enjoy mm-hmm. it, you're gonna find like people that will be willing to spend that hobby. Like life's too short for for other people to dictate what you get to exactly, like. Yeah. Exactly. So if you genuinely like board games, 
Don't be afraid yep. to start a collection. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to ask people if they want to play. Because what's going to happen? They say no. Oh, no. And then you could still hang out with those people. You still go get pizza with them. Go to the mall. Do mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. But you'll pizza eventually find... Standard. Yeah. But you'll eventually find people that will want to play board games. That or and maybe even enjoy it after the fact. You yeah. could take the approach I did, right? It's like, I just taught everybody in my play group how to play these games. And they're like, all right, this is what we're doing. This is what Brendan taught us how to play. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that's a good wrap-up, I feel like. Uh, we covered a lot of great ways to save money, building games, all that stuff. Yeah, I would say we've covered some fantastic budget-friendly uh, board games today. Perfect for those just starting their collection or looking to add some affordable variety. Uh, Thanks for joining us on this budget board game journey. We hope we've given you some great options to consider. Catch us next time where we'll be discussing the evolution of board game mechanics over the years and the big titles throughout history. Until then, keep gaming. And remember, it's not about the price. It's about the experience. Stay geeky, everyone.